Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the BPD Bunch Brunch, where we get together with our favorite brunchy beverages to catch up, play games, and talk about all things BPD. I'm your host, Zanny, and today I am here with Melanie and Mo. Where in the world is everyone coming from, and what is your brunchy beverage for the day? I'm in Toronto, Canada, and... As you can see, I have my lipstick all over my coffee. I'm from central Ohio, and I'm drinking an iced mocha coffee from my favorite mug. Can I see your mug? I love so it. It's good. like, it's it makes me so oh happy. Oh my gosh, it's, new. it's so cute. <laughs> I love I it. I love it. I am coming from Albuquerque, New Mexico in the U.S., and I am drinking water this time because I've already had like two cups of coffee, and I'm... Ugh. Today we're going to just catch up and see how life is going because one of the important aspects of our channel is to not only discuss ways to get out of the pit, as Mo calls it when we're at the depths of BPD despair, but also what does life in functional recovery look like? What are the new lessons that we're learning along the way because we never stop growing? So that's kind of what these little catch-ups are about. I'm just going to start out, start us off because it's very short. I want to start off by saying that I had a realization this past Thursday that when November hits, I will have been going to Zumba classes for a year. And this is by far and beyond the longest that I have actually done any form of consistent exercise I still only go like once or twice a week so it's not it's not like I'm going every day but I'm very excited about it because it's just I've never been able to keep something up for this long and I'm I'm really glad that for once I'm able to do it and I I can do it I think because it's really fun it doesn't feel like exercise I'm not because to me exercise for the sake of exercise I get very bored of it very quickly so if it feels like I'm doing an activity I can get into it and I love to dance. So I'm, I'm just very excited about that. Well, congratulations. That's really, that's awesome. Really. Thank so. you. <laughs> I was going to say congrats. And I'm obsessed with dancing. Like, um, I was on a hip hop competitive, they said competitive team, but we only went to three shows. Um, when I went to, when I was in university, but 
Um, I've been petrified to go back to dancing. So I've looked at Zumba classes like a gajillion times and I got the flyer. I put it up on my board, like right here and just didn't go back. And when you just talked about it, I was like, I'm so proud of Zanny. And then all that <laughs> went through my soul was like, why didn't I go? Why didn't I just go? Why didn't I go? But it's exactly that. It's like dance and Zumba and like just doing that kind of, it goes by so fast. It becomes yeah. this like fun thing. And so it's like, it doesn't feel like you have, you're having to, you want to go. You end up wanting yeah. to go. So the place where I go is at my gym and the people that show up are of all different ages, all different body types, all different fitness levels. Like there's this one elderly woman who, when she comes, like she doesn't move a lot. She sort of does some of the moves. And then there's like the, the woman who's been going for eight years and is like doing all the moves. <laughs> and, and so, so you just got this huge range and I love it because nobody is, nobody's judging anybody. Everybody's just dancing to dance and have a good time. I watched this documentary all on dance and dance forms. And it was this Jewish um, director, dance director, and he has a whole school and all of his dance students aren't allowed to look in mirrors ever. Oh, wow. Bec and it's that would be so hard. It's so yeah. hard, but basically they have to learn their body. Yeah. I think that's part of why I like dancing is that it definitely pulls you out of your head and in your body. And, and for me, I find, Sometimes that's when I'll be connected to the emotions that I didn't know I was avoiding. So like sometimes I'll be in dance class and I'll be all of a sudden feel angry or sad. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's still something I got to deal with. And so I think that's that's one of the reasons why it's kind of helped maintain functional recovery is that it, you know, I have such a habit of escaping from my emotions that I sometimes don't even realize that I'm doing it and doing activities that keep me in my body really helps a lot so uh anyway what about what about y'all what is your what have you what are your recent wins or lessons or things going on in life yeah so I have low self-esteem about pretty much like <laughs> every part of my life of my body um the way my mind works and so I was at my job and I was talking to my coworker and the job is like, was really like physically demanding and stuff. And I just was really struggling with it. And I think part of it was once cause I'm, I'm older and also cause I'm overweight. And so I told this young lady, like, don't ever get fat cause you won't be able to do this job well. And she's like, Oh, it's okay. Um, I have an eating disorder and she was really thin. And I, I just, I felt incredibly I, I felt terrible honestly and um I felt really stupid and I realized that the way I talk about myself doesn't just affect me it affects other people because now I don't know the the woman who I made that comment to like laughed it off and I don't know how much it affected her but it really changed the way I talk about myself because I'm like I really hope that doesn't stick with her I hope that doesn't like feed into her fear of you know, gaining weight. Yeah, that was actually like a really big lesson for me. And I also I started thinking more about it. And I'm like, you know, I say that I'm fat and ugly and dumb all of the time. And my kids are listening. You know, I don't want them to think that I'm fat and dumb. I, and I don't want I definitely don't want them to think it's okay to say that about themselves. 
So it kind of sucks because I'm trying to watch what I say about myself, but I'm still stuck in this mindset of thinking that I'm this or that, you know, like a bunch of negative stuff. So I'm trying very hard <laughs> to like reframe how I think about myself and it's hard, but I'm getting there. So yes, <laughs> be careful about how you talk about yourself and, and um, what you say out loud. That is a really important lesson. It's interesting you mentioned this because I just had a moment last night where I was like walking to the bed and I looked in, in the mirror and was like, oh, and said some really negative things about myself. And my husband said something to the effect of like, why are you so mean to yourself? Like, I think you're beautiful. And I, I sort of brushed him off because it's like, oh, you're married to me. You're supposed to do that. <laughs> you know, language is very powerful. And it is really true that it's what we say, the negative things we say about ourselves don't just affect us. And I think sometimes it's hard to see that because it feels like it's just, I'm just attacking myself. This doesn't have anything to do with anyone. But it, you're absolutely right that what we say to our, ourselves informs what other people think they can say to us. And certainly it influences how they can think about themselves you know I have a friend who is a nanny and one of the things that she's observed when she goes to the park is you can tell all the kids whose parents have body dysmorphia or really severe negative self-talk because the kids do it too you, know, you have like 10 11 year olds who are concerned about their weight and what they eat because they're imitating what their parents do. I also feel called out now. I'm like, oh, you know, I got to get out of the habit of being that way because because you never know. You never know who's watching and the lessons that they take from that. You were talking about like your husband was like, why are you so mean? And my husband says the same thing, like you're beautiful. And I'm like, whatever. But when we talk badly about ourselves, it's affecting our love our loved ones, regardless if you don't have kids, you know, like, because the people who love you don't want to hear you beating yourself up. They they don't see you in that same light. And so I wouldn't want to hear my loved one always saying terrible stuff about themselves because it's not true, you know, because um, if you're a terrible person, then I'm not going to be, I, I don't love you if you're a terrible person. So, so for me, it hurts to know that they think less of themselves because I, I just don't see what they see, you know? So yeah, it's a powerful lesson. What's a recent win or, or something you've learned, Melanie? Um, so I think in terms of winning, um, I've realized that I'm a very impulsive person. So I'll talk a lot, but I'm learning silence. I'm learning gaps. Like I'm learning to sit back, not email back right away, not text back right away. Um, I'm learning to, to listen to my breath. So if it's shallow, that means I'm listening to my anxiety, to my vo voice, like the tone of my voice. So it's like, I know I'm angry right now, but why, why am I like this and getting like this? And okay, let's, let's, I can sit with it. What can I do something about it? Can I do something about it? Because there's a world when it comes to BPD, our our main issues are dealing with other people. So can I do something in this moment that I can go back to my day? Because a lot of my issue is that I can't get back. So can I do something in the next five minutes 
if it's distress tolerance skills, breath work, mindfulness skills, and then get back to my day. Because for me, in order to become a therapist or help others, I have to understand my body and my mind. If I don't, then I'm just going to impulsively just keep doing the same. It, it's insanity. Because I think with healing is that we're, we're always healing, right? We're a work in progress. This is not going to be easy for me. Like I'm going to get angry and have episodes. Like I'm human, right? But what feels like a win lately is being able to understand my body and my, like the connection. Yeah. So that's what's starting to feel like a win. Someone said that to me the other day. They're like, are, what, what, why are you so like calm? So what do you mean? I'm so calm. <laughs> like, so yeah. Thank you everyone so much for watching. We hope you got a nugget of wisdom to take with you on your journey. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. We'll be back again next Sunday for brunch, and we will see you then. So, till next time. Bye. Bye.